If you need a bit of cheering up, and who doesn't at the moment, then have I got the city for you. Today, we're going to Rio, Brazil's most beguiling city, perched perfectly between the mountains and the sea. Hello, I'm Uti Yonka, and welcome to Walk the World, the podcast that takes you on a trip even as you sit at home. In today's episode, we're going to discover an unexpected side to Rio de Janeiro. When most people think of Rio, they think of the beaches, Copacabana and Ipanema with their broad sweeps of sand, their mosaic pavements and the sounds of samba drifting out from the bars. Where we're going, however, is high up in the hills. It's a part of Rio many people don't visit, perhaps because those steep slopes are often covered by the poor neighbourhoods known as favelas. Oddly, however, one of Rio's hippest neighbourhoods is also located high above town. It's called Santa Teresa, and along with some of the best views in town, it has some really interesting things to discover. The classic way to get to Santa Teresa is to take the tram from downtown. This cheery yellow tram, called the Bondi, is not just the only tram line in Rio, it's also the only metropolitan tram line in Brazil. And it's the oldest electric railway in all of Latin America. It was electrified in the 1890s, and before that, the tram cars were drawn by donkeys. And this is going to break your heart once you realise just how steep some of those streets actually are. The tram operates during daylight hours, and the timetable can be a little erratic, so leave a margin for error when you're planning your trip. You'll be getting off the tram in the heart of Santa Teresa, in a square called the Lago dos Guimares, and straight away it's obvious we're a long way from the beach. Down there, the multi-lane main streets are lined with high-rises, whereas up here it's all cobblestones and staircases and winding lanes and historic mansions, some of which have been beautifully restored, and some of which are, let's say they're crumbling elegantly. The area was originally settled by nuns, so the name comes from the Carmelite convent of Santa Teresa. Other early settlers in the area included farmers and runaway slaves who sheltered in the forest that once covered these hills. They ended up forming communities that went on to become some of the favelas that surround Santa Teresa. Those mansions, they came along later. They're from the 19th century when Brazil's coffee barons built up huge fortunes and then built their houses high above the bustle of Rio, where they could get the lovely clean air sweeping in from the sea. Santa Teresa changed again in the early 20th century when the artists moved in. So their legacy is a certain bohemian flair and a thriving studio scene. The area is also known for its colorful street art and its lively bars and restaurants, so it's a good idea, if you can, to head here on a weekend. You'll get much more of the ambience that, that Cariocas, people from Rio, love about this neighbourhood. We're going to start by exploring the streets to the west of the square that we're standing in, because these are lined with some of the area's most beautiful buildings. One of the best streets to wander down is the Rua Triunfo where you can just tell that each homeowner was trying to outdo his neighbours. These buildings are the most extraordinary constructions with 
towers and balconies and fretwork and all sorts of different curlicues happening. It's a lovely place to take a stroll. Feel free to take a peek into some of the laneways around here. The streets are all twisty and windy because they've been crammed onto the small flat parts of these steeply sloping areas. So they're great fun to explore. But use a little bit of common sense. Parts of this area can be a little bit sketchy. So have a wander, but make sure you eventually head back to our starting point in the square, because from here, we're going to follow the main drag, the Rua Almirante Alexandrino, as it heads downhill. So there's lots to stop and look at along this street. The colourfully painted buildings are filled with craft shops and boutiques and buzzing bars and there's some lovely street art as well. And you will also find some of Rio's best loved restaurants. These include Espirito Santa, which is famous for using ingredients from the Amazon. Now that means the menu is packed with ingredients you will never have heard of. There's huge Amazonian fish, there's obscure vegetables, but it's worth taking a bit of a chance because the bright, bold flavors are really delicious. So keep heading down the street and when you reach the Lago de Covelo, which you're gonna recognize because of a building known as the Ship House, and you'll know this building when you see it. It's, it's another elaborate building, this one done in Art Deco style, and it has lots of curves and cubic shapes. And here there's a fork in the road. So we are going to head right down the Rua Dias de Baus. We're heading to the Parque das Ruinas, which has some of the most spectacular views in the whole neighborhood, looking out over the ocean all the way to Sugarloaf Mountain. Before we get there, however, we are going to pass the convent that gave the neighborhood its name which has been built around a simple hillside chapel dating all the way back to the 17th century. The chapel is open sometimes, but the schedule is a mystery to everyone. But you know, since you're here, you may as well try your luck, see if it's open. From here, the next stop is the Parque das Ruinas. And yes, it does have actual ruins in it. So we're looking at the remains of a mansion, the external walls and the staircase of the home that once belonged to one of the city's big heiresses named Larina Santos Lopo. And she was famous for campaigning for women's right to vote and also for hosting elegant soirees for Rio's artists and intellectuals. And in keeping with that tradition, sometimes you'll find open air concerts being held on the terrace here. You'll also find a good little museum, the Museo Hakara Dosui, which is housed in a lovely modernist building. And the interesting thing about this museum is it was the scene of one of South America's most notorious heists. So this took place during Carnival in 2006, when thieves snatched paintings by Matisse and Picasso and Monet and Dali worth more than 50 million US dollars and simply disappeared into the huge crowds that gather during Carnival, police did not stand a chance. Fortunately, there are still some nice artworks to be seen here, including some Picasso sketches that they apparently missed. From here, we're going to keep heading downhill, 
veering north to the final stop on our walk, which is a real highlight. The Escadaria Celeron is a staircase that will take you to the Lapa neighbourhood, which is where our tour ends. But this is not like any other staircase you've seen today. It's this extraordinarily colourful construction covered with hand-painted tiles in every shade you can imagine. And it's the masterpiece of a Chilean artist called Jorge Celeron, who arrived in Rio and fell in love with the place. So he used to live in an apartment at the top of the stairs, which at the time were really run down. So he started making tiles and adding them to the steps. And eventually word spreads and the stairs become attraction in their own right. And travellers come from around the world bringing tiles from their home countries, which Celeron adds to the stairs. So you can see these tiles with Iceland and Australia and Mexico and Norway and all from all over the globe. The staircase is one of Rio's landmarks now. I mean, you two and Snoop Dogg have filmed videos here. And you can spend ages just checking out the thousands of different tiles, including some really beautiful high-relief pieces. One recurring motif is the image of a pregnant African woman. And Celeron just kept painting and painting this woman over and over again. And the only thing he would ever say about her was that she was a problem from his past. And that's one of the sad parts of the story. The other sad part is that after 20 years, more than 20 years of working on the staircase, Celeron was found dead in front of it in 2013, and his death remains a mystery. That's a rather sombre note to end on, but I do hope you've enjoyed this virtual journey through Santa Teresa. If you'd like to hear more episodes of Walk the World, or my other podcast, I Know This Place, you can find them on your favourite podcast app or on my website, utejunker.com.au. That's U-T-E-J-U-N-K-E-R.com.au. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Walk the World.